Hello, friends. Welcome to the sixth episode of Ray Keating's Authors and Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about writers identifying and embracing their audience. First, by way of introduction, I'm Ray Keating, your host and the author of the Pastor Stephen Grant novels. They are available are available at Amazon.com in both paperback and for the Kindle, while signed copies can be purchased over at RayKeatingOnline.com. And as I'm recording this, uh, I've just started editing the next book in the series, Regan Country, a Pastor Stephen Grant novel. So while that process is going on, leading up to its publication, we've got a big sale, signed copies are on sale again at RayKeatingOnline.com and the Kindle editions of each of the first seven books are on sale over at Amazon.com. In addition, I'm a nonfiction book author. Please check out Chuck vs. the Business World, Business Tips on TV, also at Amazon.com and at RayKeatingOnline.com. I'm also a columnist and an economist. For good measure, I taught MBA students for 10 years about entrepreneurship, innovation, the economy, and assorted management topics. While this podcast is mainly targeted at readers and book lovers in general, authors, aspiring authors, entrepreneurs, and aspiring entrepreneurs, everyone, of course, is welcome to tune in. So what's the relationship between writers... Uh, and their audience, their readers, or their market, depending on which term you want to use. So a writer is supposed to just write for themselves and assume that readers with similar interests will find their work. You hear a lot of people saying that. Well, maybe kind of a little, <laughs> but there's much more to it than that. And really such an assumption can lead down a, a bad path, you know, to self-indulgence, you know, going off on tangents, wandering off, lacking focus, and quite frankly, even, even some arrogance. Now, at the opposite extreme, do you simply write for everyone? It's kind of a nice idea if you think that everyone's going to be your, uh, your audience. But that's not realistic. And really, if you go that route as a writer it can quickly descend into blandness, you know, losing a distinctive voice, um, worrying about offending almost everyone, which seems to be a plague of today, um, and creating little interest. So in, in reality, as a writer, you really need to stick with what made you passionate enough to take the risk to start writing and publishing. You don't want to lose that vision and purpose uh, you certainly don't want to sacrifice your interests and your style. But at the same time, understand who your audience is and what they appreciate. Now, that's not contradictory. In fact, to do otherwise, quite frankly, would be, you know, kind of egotistic. The key is to focus your talent in the right direction. Identify your audience and really embrace that audience. And let's face facts. Everyone, if you will, is not going to be your audience. That'd be great, but that's just not reality. Um, all people who love a good story, again, are not going to be your audience. You need to think more seriously about who your audience is, who is your niche, if you will. 
Now, um, some authors actually think of and create a specific person for whom they write, which is kind of interesting. Um, others, you know, focus on an anecdote or story as to why they they wound up diving into the type of writing that they're doing. I guess that would be, I would fall into the latter category. Uh, oftentimes, what one hears is what you hear from entrepreneurs. That is, there was something not offered or just not right in the book marketplace, and they decided to fill that niche, meet or create that demand uh, or need. You know, and uh, that's another reminder, by the way, that authors are, in fact, entrepreneurs. So no matter how you do it, um, you need to keep your writers in mind, your readers, thank you very much, keep your readers in mind as you write. Now, that doesn't mean limiting limiting your, your creativity. Uh, instead, it makes you, if you do this, it will make you a better, more disciplined writer. And discipline and creativity are not opposed. They work together for writers. Uh, discipline is not a dirty word. You know, everybody loves the word creativity as a writer, but they like discipline. Ugh. But they work together. You know, being disciplined helps you create. For example, being disciplined in terms of writing each day uh, and also in terms of, of meeting deadlines. But also in terms of staying on track for your readers. That's about discipline. Uh, and again, not becoming overly self-indulgent. Um, that's about discipline. So writers need to understand who their market is and be disciplined or consistent. Uh, and yes, creative, interesting, and engrossing in terms of what uh, they're writing. That's part of the goal, at least. And we all struggle, obviously, to varying degrees uh, to make it happen. So I can speak about my own experience with the Pastor Stephen Grant novels. Um, I like asking the question. You know, when people, first off, when people ask me, what are your books about? Give us a quick, you know, one sentence answer or, or a very, very quick response. I like asking the question, what if James Bond became your pastor or priest? That usually generates a chuckle. But it says actually a lot about what I'm trying to do and the readers I hope to reach. Uh, my main character, Stephen Grant, after all, he was a, a Navy SEAL a one-time CIA operative, and now he's a Lutheran pastor. In the books, his old life come back, comes back for a visit, if you will, and things hopefully uh, get interesting and fun as a result. Uh, so I, I particularly appreciate when reviewers say my books are a different kind of Christian fiction. I mean, that makes me really happy because that's really what I'm shooting for. In a sense, my books hopefully are more realistic in terms of how people act and interact. And what I mean by that, more realistic compared to what? I've long thought that, um, not all, but too many Christian fiction books can come across as, at least the characters can, as a bit awkward. You know, sometimes there's stilted dialogue. You, you know, do people really talk that way? Uh cardboardy characters, 
you know, sometimes they they just feel kind of unrealistic or fake. Um, I try to make, I try to, well, take my books down a different path um, in terms of hopefully the dialogue and the characters, how they interact and so on, while still exploring or touching on matters of theology and faith and being rooted in a, in a Christian ethos. Um, and these books are also meant to be fun reads that take characters you hopefully like into very unusual situations. Um, you know, after all, these are basically thrillers with action, adventure, romance, humor, uh, mystery, uh, as well as being kind of, yes, gritty at times, but again, still staying rooted in that foundation, uh, you know, of Christian principles and ideas. So when I look at my potential audience, right, I start with readers of Christian fiction. And I either drill down from there or I build up and out from there. So, for example, you know, Pastor Grant is a uh, Lutheran pastor. So Lutherans, there's a target audience um, that I that I try to reach and keep in mind. Uh, there are other characters uh, in his circle of friends one is a Catholic priest, another is an Anglican priest. So, again, perhaps some potential readers there. Um, it's been kind of, again, it's a heck of a lot of fun when when uh, a reviewer here or there compares your books to one of your heroes of the genre. Uh, you know, Tom Clancy had a great impact on me in terms of getting interested in thrillers. Um, and I've been, you know, once or twice been compared to him, uh, to his work. My work's been compared to his work. Which is great, which is cool, and there's there have been some other authors that I admire that uh, people have drawn some comparisons with. Well, that that also that obviously makes me feel great, but it also presents an opportunity uh, to reach out, maybe to at least part of that those the audiences of those authors, um, and also this is you know I think this is it's kind of an interesting market that I'm in here with the Pastor Stephen Grant novels. You might call it the Christian thriller market. Um, and that is, I think, a growing market. So I keep that in mind. Uh, one of the fathers, if you will, of, if you want to call it the Lutheran Christian thriller market in particular, is, is in particular is Paul Meyer. Um, his books are wonderful. If you get a chance, go over there, go over to Amazon and punch in Paul Meyer and look at both his, he's a... Uh, uh, a historian and a novelist. So look at both of it, you know, his works of history and his works of fiction. They're wonderful. So um, that's another, he's another, his fans are another potential uh, uh, market uh, or audience I try to reach. Obviously with Pastor Grant being a former CIA operative, people interested in the CIA and spies, uh, being a Navy SEAL and, and having, Various military aspects in the books uh, offers an opportunity to reach out to that uh, market. Um, actually, many conservatives seem to like these books, and understandably, in terms of the Christian ethos and uh, and Pastor Grant's background. So that's another area where I've I've tried to uh, I've tried to reach out to. Um, and then think about you know each book that you write. There are specific uh, things specific to 
that title, that particular book that might allow you to expand your audience. Uh, you know, Warrior Monk, the first book I wrote, uh, was about a plot to assassinate the Pope. So the Pope, the Vatican, etc. Uh, there's there are opportunities there to to reach out to readers. Um, the second and third books, Root of All Evil and An Advent for Religious Liberty, easy for me to say, um, add a very much a, a, a political aspects uh, to each of those books. So will people that enjoy political thrillers um, uh, be interested? Uh, what else? Uh, the River, um, the fourth book in my series, was is largely set in Las Vegas. Well, there you go. How about people that love books? And all things Las Vegas. Um, the next book, Murderers Row, uh, was rooted. It was set in a uh, uh, around a minor league baseball team. So, baseball. Reach out to people that are interested in baseball and, and books about baseball. Um, the uh, Wine into Water, obviously, wine lovers. Uh, my most recent one, Lion Hearts, uh, is rooted. You know, talks about Islamic terrorism. Uh, talks a great deal about history. So again, those topics, um, those aspects of the individual books uh, allow me to explore uh, expanding the idea of reaching new audiences or expanding uh, my current audience. Now, um, one other thing worth mentioning in this uh, is... Do you write different, are you in different fields of writing, if you will? Uh, if you do different kinds of writing, as I do, understand that those different writing ventures might have different audiences. They probably do. You know, look at my, my own example again. I'm a novelist, so I have the Pastor Stephen Grant novels. Um, a a spinoff series is coming, uh, folks. I just have to carve out the time to keep doing it. But uh, yeah, spinoff series is coming. So that um, will have, you know, that's again uh, appeals to my current audience, perhaps expanding it a bit. Uh, there are other fiction projects that I have on the to-do list, uh, if you will, uh, and hopefully uh, those will, you know, th those. Well, first off, those might have slightly different audiences, and hopefully uh, there'll be some overlap with with my current uh, audience. But beyond that, I'm also an economist, so I write as an economist. I'm a policy analyst, so I write policy uh, papers and books and, and analyses. Uh, I also, uh, as I said, I taught MBA students for many years, and I still write about business uh, and career tips, if you will. So that's another audience. Um, so those are or can be very different markets, and I have to identify each uh, accordingly. Now, of course, um, there may be crossover opportunities. So you have to think about that. Um, you know, I had an experience not too long ago of speaking at an event hosted at a minor league baseball sta stadium. Now, you know, I mentioned Murderer's Row is about minor league baseball or set in a background of minor with a background of minor league baseball. But I wasn't there talking about that novel. I was there talking about the economy. So here I was invited as an economist to talk about the economy at a minor league baseball stadium. So, you know, here was a crossover opportunity. Um, and I actually, 
brought um, copies of Murderer's Row with me. And my son dutifully set up a table. And I was able to sell some of those books uh, at that event after I spoke. And um, and hopefully people, you know, there's that, that crossover opportunity. Um, you know, hopefully people that enjoyed what I had to say about the economy. Um, uh, some of them bought a book and hopefully they enjoyed the book as well. And maybe that's, again, they become part of my, my readership. Um, so there are crossover opportunities. Now, once you identify your your audience or your main audience, then you know as already noted, you have to you should keep them in mind as you write. Um, you know, for example, uh, detailing a wild orgy in a Christian fiction book might not be the best call. Uh, so keep things like that in mind. Uh, just as speakers keep in mind who they are addressing. Uh, and each of us try to communicate in a positive way one-on-one, you know, again, be aware of who you're, you're talking to, you know, writers need to exhibit some, here's that word again, discipline in order to engage their readers. Now, this effort continues beyond the writing of one's book, um, you know, to engage readers. And what I'm talking about here is, is, you know, getting the word out about your book uh, marketing your book, etc. So to engage readers, first off, you need to go where they are. Think about that, you know, physically and online. So you, you now you, you've identified your audience. Where are these people? How do I get to them? So in the physical world, uh, you, you know, you, you might be going to book events, libraries, bookstores, um, you know, with my character being a, a pastor, I've I've actually spoken to a whole host of, of uh, you know, book clubs at churches over the years. Uh, you might go, you might have an opportunity to be a speaker yourself, or you might attend some lectures and conferences that tie into your book uh, and talk to people there. You might set up your own speaking engagements. Um, you know, I've I've done these these church groups, which has been wonderful. Uh, I know other writers have have taken to um, speaking to gatherings in people's homes and at parties. This is something that I've been thinking about. You know, how could I do that? Would it be fun? Would it be interesting? Would it sell some books? Would it expand my audience? So those are the types of things uh, that that uh, you need to think about in terms of your audience. And then, of course, in the online world, it's critical to communicate with your your readers, your audience. Um, and there are just so many tools now to do that. Uh, Facebook is fantastic. I've talked about Facebook before in one of our previous podcasts. Please tune in and listen to that one. Uh, but just a reminder that engage, you know, setting up your own Facebook page as an author uh, or for your books in particular, you know, for a particular book is a great idea. Um Getting, you know, working to to get people to like and follow you on Facebook uh, is important. And then engaging with people, having, you know, a conversation with them on Facebook is a fantastic way uh, to keep your readers engaged and interested. Uh, similarly, Twitter, having a Twitter handle and and, uh, and and doing it in a slightly different way. You understand how Facebook, you have to understand how Facebook and Twitter differ. But again, it's another another tool, a blog, setting up a blog, um, 
you know, using that to, to, you know, write about a topic, something going on with your books, uh, etc. cetera. A wonderful opportunity there. Um, same thing with your website, you know, keep, maintain a website, um, and communicate with, uh, your readers there. Video, use video. I know sometimes it's very awkward. I mean, listen, I've, I, I've written and, and I speak for a living, you know, I write and speak for a living and I've done it for many years. So I'm a little more comfortable, but I'm, I'm not fully comfortable, <laughs> uh, doing videos. Uh, especially since I look at myself and I say, Hey, where did that gray hair come from? And how did that second chin, uh, come in there? But anyway, I digress. Um, but use video. Uh, I think people, that's a growing area. And, and again, people, it's another way to engage with people. Um, and audio the same way, you know, here we are, I'm doing a podcast, you're listening. Um, so being as an author, engaging with people, through video and audio can be a powerful tool. Um, and, and what do you do? So what, what are you doing there? Well, you know, answer their questions, ask them questions, uh, get their feedback. Feedback is big. You know, listen, I, I always talked about feedback being very important when I taught MBA students. I think feedback is critical in my own career, whether it's as a, you know, an economist or as a writer or as a novelist, etc. But getting feedback is important. Uh, you know, some of the feedback you're going to get is, is useless, but much of it will be quite valuable. Um, so again, answering their questions, um, asking them for their feedback, running contests. These are all things that you can do online, um, through video and audio, uh, Facebook, etc. So take advantage of, of all of those, uh, opportunities, uh, target, your potential audience, uh, again, on Facebook with ads and posts, for example, um, reach out to try to get them to like your, your Facebook page. Um, so again, there are a lot of tools there that are just, uh, wonderful to use in the end, you know, let, let's, in terms of wrapping this up, understanding your audience is critical for you as both the writer of your books and as the marketer of those same books. So given that reality, um, engage, embrace, and be creative and, yes, disciplined for your audience. If you do that, uh, you'll see uh, rewards and returns accordingly. So thanks for tuning in. Please like us on Facebook at Pastor Stephen Grant Novels and at Authors and Entrepreneurs. Uh, You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Uh, And again, my Pastor Stephen Grant novels, as well as my business career book, Chuck vs. the Business World, they're all available in paperback and for the Kindle at Amazon.com and signed copies at RayKeatingOnline.com. And until the next installment of Ray Keating's Authors and Entrepreneurs podcast, enjoy reading, enjoy writing, and enjoy entrepreneurship. God bless and take care.